Hello and welcome to the Glide TV Recaps The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 4, Episodes 25 and 26, the two-part clip show We're Outta Here, uh, which aired originally on May 13th of 1989. So what else transpired in history on that day? Not much. Um, in 1952, the first Prime Minister of India, I apologize in advance for this pronunciation, uh, Jawaharlal Nehru takes power. In our most recent event, on May 13th of 2019, a new study on the moon shows that it is still shrinking with recent moonquakes as it cools. Okay. Yes. That would result in um, some gravitational changes that would not be good for life on Earth at all. Huh. Um, so, that's all I got for history for today, so why don't you tell us what transpired in this, um, this, another in the long line of episodes where they try to basically make the show not be able to happen again. Yes. Another or one continue. of these. Yeah. Uh -huh. Plot, I mean, uh, scene one. We're in the living room. Yeah, the three girls, they enter from the front door as they are returning from the theater. Yes, they just saw Dick Butkus and Pal Joey. Yeah, Sophia enters from the Lanai area and she is describing the house to a man and says she is selling the house. The man makes an offer written on a sheet of paper for the house and says to call him if they like the offer. Blanche looks at the offer and can't believe it. Apparently some kids moved a for sale sign and put it in their yard, which the girls didn't see when they came home from the theater. And Blanche and the rest of them go into the kitchen and Blanche doesn't know if she will sell or not. It is a lot of money. They sit at the table with the cheesecake and we get our first clips. Season one, episode 25, Blanche posting for roommates at the supermarket and meeting Rose. This was a flashback portion of that episode. Season one, episode 25 again. Yep, Dorothy and Rose moving into Blanche's house. Scene two, we're back in the kitchen. The girls are eating some cheesecake and don't believe it. It has been five years since they moved in together. Blanche says that Rose would have the hardest time adjusting if she sold the house as Rose is a simpleton and not very good at very much. Rose lets them know she is better than they are at some things. So yep, we go back to season three, episode two. We are at the dance marathon where Rose shows off some great dance moves. And that was a flashback portion of the episode. Scene three, we're back in the kitchen. Apparently that was the only thing Rose was better at. Scene three, kitchen cheesecake is nearly gone. Blanche says if she sells the house, she probably would not jump right into buying another house. She may want to travel first and see family that she rarely sees. Then we get clips about the family members who have visited them at this house. Season three, episode 17, Uncle Angelo is there and Dorothy and Stan are pretending to still be married. Season one, episode seven again, Lucy, Blanche's niece comes for a visit and turns out to be a slut. Season 2, episode 12, Angela, Sophia's sister, is a surprise visitor for Sophia's birthday. And last, season 3, episode 9, Sven from St. Olaf comes and he falls for Blanche until he sees his wife to be. Scene 4, we're in the kitchen. Girl still sitting and Stan enters from the back door. He has a new business venture delivering pizzas faster than dominoes. But 
That is impossible. When he gets word that Blanche may sell the house, he tells of times he has visited the house. Uh, we go back to Season 3, Episode 17. Uncle Angelo is there and Dorothy and Stan are pretending to still be married. This was the bedroom scene with Dorothy and Stan. Scene 5, we're back in the kitchen. They want Stan to leave and Blanche decides not to sell the house. The phone rings and the man has doubled his offer. Doubled. Yes, and Blanche says to tell him that they will be out of the house by the first of the month. Part one is now concluded. Part two starts. Scene six, we're in the kitchen. Dorothy and Rose talking. They couldn't sleep. The tablecloth has mysteriously changed from part one. Sophia enters from the garage area, and Dorothy wants to know what she has been doing as it is 2 a.m. Sophia is worried that she will end up back in Shady Pines. Blanche enters and wants to know what she should do. And we get clips about other times they have given advice to each other. Yes, Season 1, Episode 3. Arnie has asked Rose to go on a cruise. With him and Rose doesn't know if she should go or not. We get two different clips from this episode. Scene 7, we're back at the kitchen. Girls still can't sleep and Rose starts talking about St. Olaf. Then Blanche still doesn't know what to do and Sophia says there has been more bad acting in this house. And off we go for more clips. Most of them. Season 1, episode 18. Rose and Blanche are tap dancing in the living room. Season 3, episode 6. Sophia is singing a song about Medicare. Season 2, episode 19. The showbiz chicken playing a small piano. The next clip is, clip is Bessie is missing and the girls are sitting at the table eating chicken. Yeah, season 2, episode 6. Rose and Dorothy have written a song about Miami. Scene 8. We're in the kitchen again. Sophia talks about other family members selling items that wasn't really theirs to sell. It is now 4 a.m. and they could go for more food. Each of them wants something quite different. And Sophia thinks they should get it all. And it wouldn't be the first time they did something odd. So we get some clips about odd things. Season 2, Episode 2. The girls are in jail being arrested for prostitution. And Sophia might bail them out, but instead takes the tickets for the Burt Reynolds show. Then a second clip from this uh, episode where Burt Reynolds actually shows up at the house. Yeah, season 3, episode 11. Rose has placed Dorothy's ad in the personals column and she will do anything for $8 an hour. And season 3, episode 1, Blanche has given away Rose's prize teddy bear and is now being held for ransom. And the end of the episode as Rose takes Fernando back. Scene 9. We're back in the kitchen. Blanche has decided and will call the guy at 4 a.m. in the morning. Well, he has changed his mind anyway. He's gone on a shopping spree and will not buy the house now. As the girls hug, as this episode and the entire fourth season comes to an end. Well, we have a few cultural references in this episode. Uh, firstly, obviously this is only from the new footage, not the clips, um, to Lee J. Cobb, uh, who was an actor best known for his performances in On the Waterfront, Twelve Angry Men, and The Exorcist, uh, also played the role of Willie Loman in the original Broadway production of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman. Um... Then, Death of a Salesman is a 1949 play written by Arthur Miller, uh, which won the 1949 Pulitzer for Drama and the Tony Award for Best Play. 
Uh, it has uh, been revived four times on Broadway, winning three Tonys for Best Revival in that case there. Uh, Marlon Brando was an American actor and film director. Uh, he won multiple Oscars um, for his acting roles in um, On the Waterfront and The Godfather somehow, um, among other uh, things as well. Um, a Streetcar Named Desire is a play written by Tennessee Williams that opened on Broadway in December of 1947, uh, which dramatizes the life of Blanche Dubois, a southern belle who, after encountering a series of personal losses, leaves her aristocratic background, seeking refuge with her sister and brother-in-law in a dilapidated New Orleans tenement. Uh, Dick Butkus is a former football player and sports commentator. Uh, Pal Joey is a musical uh, written uh, with a book by John O'Hara, music and lyrics by Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart, uh, which is based on the character and situations O'Hara created in a series of short stories published in The New Yorker, uh, which he later published in novel form. The title character, Joey Evans, is a manipulative small-time nightclub performer whose ambitions lead him into an affair with the wealthy, middle-aged, and married Vera Simpson. It includes two songs that have become Broadway standards, I Could Write a Book, and Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Uh, the original 1940 production received mixed reviews, though ran for 10 months, the third longest of any Rodgers and Hart musical. Uh, there have been several revivals since, including a return to Broadway in the late 2000s, uh, and a 1957 film adaptation that starred Frank Sinatra. Um, do, do, do. so I think, uh, Blanche, I think, uh, brings up a food item known as a cucumber roll. Okay. Which, as far as I could tell, uh, is not a thing, as far as I could <laughs> okay. find. Uh, the closest thing I could find would be, of course, a California roll, uh, which is a sushi roll that is made inside out containing cucumber, crab, or imitation crab meat, and avocado. Uh, that's the closest thing I could find to a cucumber roll. Uh, so I don't know what they were talking about uh, there. Uh, Howard Johnson is a chain of hotels. Domino's Pizza is a pizza chain, of course, um, which in February of 2018 is has and has since maintained being the largest pizza seller worldwide uh, in terms of uh, pizza sales, of course. Uh, Joe Piscopo is an American comedian, actor, musician, writer, and talk show host, uh, radio talk show host, best known for his work on SNL in the early 80s. Uh, Rain Man is a 1988 film uh, that tells the story of a young Wheeler dealer uh, who discovers that his estranged father has died and bequeathed all of his multi-million dollar estate to his other son, an autistic savant. And they do stuff together, apparently. Um, it won four Oscars uh, in 89, including Best Picture, Best Screenplay, Best Director, and Best Actor in a Leading Role uh, for Dustin Hoffman. Stalag 17 is a 1953 comedic dramatic war film uh, which tells the story of a group of American airmen held in a German World War II prisoner of war camp 
uh, who come to suspect that one of their number is an informant. Uh, it was adapted by Billy Wilder and Edwin Bloom from the Broadway play of the same name. Uh, it starred William Holden, who won an Oscar for his role in the film. Um, a Suzanne Summers special. Uh, they made that up for the show. I cannot find any record of that being a thing that ever existed. Uh, Charlie Callis. Uh, was an American comedian actor most commonly known for his work with Mel Brooks, Jerry Lewis, and Dean Martin, and his many stand-up appearances on TV talk shows in the 70s. Uh, he most notably plays Malcolm Argos, the restaurant owner on the television series Switch. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how he was brought up, but um, he was. Uh, so, yeah. Um... Sophia brings up someone called Pope Ronnie the Magnificent. Okay. Um, that person I could not find any record of existing before, so I don't know who that is. Uh, I could not find anyone by the name of Pope Ronnie the Magnificent at all having existed, so I don't know who they were talking about. Um, someone else brings up Miss Kierkegaard, uh, which the only thing I could find... Uh, would be, of course, um, Soren Kierkegaard, the Danish philosopher from the 1800s. Uh, and I would assume they would be referencing his brief love affair with a woman in his teenage years that she then, like, died or something or left. I forget off the top of my head. Um, and that kind of inspired him to continue his philosophical work um, because... He didn't have anything else to do, basically, at that point. So that's the only thing, I, unless they're referencing his mother or someone else who's been lost to time. I don't know what who they're referencing by Miss Kierkegaard, um, which would not be the woman. I guess it would be his mother, maybe? Or Although I don't know why they'd be referencing a, a Soren Kierkegaard myself, but maybe they would. I don't know what they were going for with that one. I don't know how you spell that. Um, uh, well, uh, the reference one was K-I-R-K-E-G-A-R-D from the, um, oh. transcript from the subtitles. Okay. Uh, which is, uh, you know, the actual guy I was talking about is spelled differently than that, but... Yeah. From the subtitles, that's all I could find. Uh, I, I have no clue what they're talking about there. Uh, I don't either, but I did find a Suzanne Summers special. Okay, well, I don't know. I couldn't find that. Okay. Uh, and then the Lander sisters were sisters that acted together often, apparently, um, on the Treehouse Club. Uh, they also posed together for Playboy um, magazine, according to the Wikipedia page here. Um... <clears throat> We have one side character, Yakamura, uh, the man trying to buy the house, uh, played by Ralph Ahn, uh, known for his roles in Eyes of an Angel, the John Travolta vehicle. Um, New Girl, most recently, he plays Tran in that show. Uh, Suddenly Susan, Lawnmower Man 2. Um, he also appears in the Gilmore Girls for a couple episodes. Um, I don't think he ever reappears on the Golden Girl. He, no, oh, he was in um, the episode where 
Uh, Rose starts attending night school that Dorothy teaches. Yes. He, was he plays Jim Shu in that episode. Uh, so that's all I got there. Uh, one new sex partner established. Uh, Wally, who was apparently into getting spanked after the dance marathon ended for Blanche. So that will be our tally now standing at Blanche 74, Dorothy 9, Rose 6, and Sophia 5. So at the end of season 4, Blanche only up to 74 different uh, men that she is sexually engaged with, which is much lower than I thought. I thought we were going to get like a relatively even one guy an episode average, uh, which uh, we're quite off that at this point. Yes, we are. This was episode 101 and 102, basically. So. And she's at 74. So she's okay. No one else has hit, hit the double digits yet, though. <laughs> we'll get there next season, though, trust me. Okay. Well, let's see. A uh, couple observations for me. Not much. Uh, since this is a clip show, this is mostly the new parts. In the kitchen observation, <clears throat> part one, they had this very colorful flowery tablecloth. And then in part two, when, like, part two starts at like two in the morning, and they just went to bed at ten at night, and two in the morning, it has a different tablecloth. I thought, what, what are they doing? Changing tablecloths at midnight? Or I don't quite know, but anyway. Uh, it seems to me, uh, you know, the guy, I'll call him Jim Shu, uh, you know, he gave a pretty decent offer, and, and uh, Blanche was really thinking about selling the house and... and do it or don't do it. So it had to be a pretty decent offer. Oh yeah, I find that the I mean the, this plot device is absurdly yeah. stupid. And then the guy calls and doubles that offer. Mm-hmm. And she does say right away, like tell him that we will be out of the house by the first of the month. Right. Well, to me, that's a hey. You told okay. He just sold the house. You know, obviously no paperwork has been signed or anything, but. Uh, he doubles his offer. Yeah, I'm selling the house in a heartbeat myself. <laughs> I mean, that's, right. there's no doubt about that. But they decide, well, not really not. Well, she did decide not to sell the house. Mm -hmm. But when they call him back, of course, oh, he went on a shopping spree. He bought a pro, pro sports team. He bought a mini mall. He bought all kinds of stuff. And Right. So um, from a brief... <laughs> search here on Zillow. Um, obviously this is, you know, in, in today's prices, so this is, you know, quite, it would be slightly different, but yes. <laughs> um, looking, like, I don't obviously know exactly where in Miami they live, um, you know, so I don't think that's ever really established where in Miami they are, other than, like, not really downtown. They're not in, they're not on Miami Beach, right? They're actually in the city of Miami, not Miami Beach, right? No, they can walk to the boardwalk, though. And... Okay, so they probably live near the coast then, right? Yes. Well, um, well, you won't be too shocked, um, but, you know, currently... Like, within kind of walking distance of the coast, you know, these are all, like, at least, like, a million dollars. Uh-huh. Um, 
Uh, here's one for eighteen million. <laughs> well, that wasn't Blanchett. Five well, could bed, have been five house. bed, six bath. Um, you know, what? let me actually look at that. So they have they have four bedrooms, don't they? Four bedrooms. Four bedrooms, but apparently they got like two baths. Right. Um, <laughs> four bed, two bath. Let's try that search. Okay, no, I don't want to give you my email. Sorry. Okay, four bed, two bath. So yeah, these are multi-million dollar homes in Miami here. Yes. Uh, unless you go like kind of more inland, then you're in like the four six hundred thousand range. Okay. But then you're not remotely within um, walking, walking distance, distance of the of the boardwalk. boardwalk. So yeah, these in today's real estate market are like their house would be worth like like millions maybe yeah uh, or at least like four or five hundred thousand dollars so but also if like he's buying a sports team now granted this is the 80s so and it was the Tampa baseball team so the Tampa Bay Rays he buys that's what he says okay yes, that's um, what it says okay so they wouldn't be too expensive to buy at that point in time for sure the late 80s probably not no i mean they'd be pretty cheap to buy today um so okay and then he buys like a few mini malls like i mean he's well, spending see. yeah he bought a department store, store. in fort, fort lauderdale a condominium in orlando okay a baseball team in tampa and he and they think one of the lander sisters so obviously he didn't buy that i would think not <laughs> okay so he buys the the rays a condo in Orlando and a mini mall, no department store in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, he's yeah. spending like that's at least probably what ten twenty million dollars there. I would oh yeah, just for the raise I would think probably yeah. So well, so I don't know if he didn't have another one million extra to buy that house. Yeah, like that's how much I would think he's offering them when he, especially when he doubles it. Yeah, when he doubles it, I would um, say a million. Okay, so uh, Tampa Bay, uh, here from a quick Google. So the so if he's actually buying the Rays, um, so currently Forbes estimates they are the 29th most valuable baseball team, so next to last. Uh, they estimate they would sell for $1 billion yes. today. Today. Yes. Now, yes. they were bought in 2004 uh, for $200 million. So, if you go back uh, even further than I would assume in the 80s, maybe they were bought for 60 or 70 million. Probably, yeah, probably. So, I mean, that's if he's got the money for that, I mean, that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah. Um, although <laughs> they, they do also estimate that Forbes estimates uh, Miami is the least valuable baseball team. Yeah. Also for a billion. Though they were bought in 2017 for 1.2 billion dollars, so yeah, apparently baseball uh, does good money. Apparently, uh huh. Anywho, so yeah, he would have yeah. So he somehow ran out of money to buy the house. I guess if he buys a condo in Orlando, he doesn't terribly need the house anymore. But probably not. That might be the other reason. But I don't know. That's a really insane plot point to bring up. That like this guy, like he had to have been offering him like 
close to a million. Oh yeah, at the end there. At the, this at, when he doubles the offer. Yeah, yeah, that's a million dollars, and you're not, and you had to think about it. Well, once he doubled it, no, they didn't. It was just okay. Yep, nope, we're out. I mean, we're out. Uh huh. But then they decide not to sell at the end. That's just wild to me too, though. But which I'm like, sell it for a million. You're gonna buy it. You can find another house for four hundred or five hundred. Yeah. If you wanted to split it, you know, four find ways. A house you guys can use it. Or you can split use it better. And if you want, split it three <laughs> ways, and each of you can afford a house. Just move up to see. There you move go. up to Jacksonville, and you can probably each afford a house. Yes. Um, my episode counts for this one. There was one cheesecake eaten, and Stanley Zabornak made an appearance. Uh, nothing else that I noticed. I did Stan not. showed up. Yes, he had the. He was going to beat Domino's pizza delivery times. Uh, oh, so that that was oh okay okay was sure real okay. show yeah. okay I did not count right the them clip stuff right clips are that they're moving out because I I did not count them as being moving out well I think you should they were planning on it there uh, at the end they were going to well she just said sell will be out by the first but by the end of the episode they well no but they were still going to there for a minute. Uh, yeah, but not seriously. I didn't think. <laughs> so anyway, weddings, planned weddings, nine. <laughs> okay. I didn't think so. Physical abuse arose, 11. Okay. St. Olaf stories, 29. Picture stories, 21. Cheesecakes eaten, 15. Eight Sicily Italian stories, 44. Sicily Italian references, 17 times the girls were mad at each other, not best friends, or moving out. Uh, not all four of them moving out, just one or two, see. So that's another oh, okay. reason. Sports 27. That mad at each other count should probably be a lot higher because they're mad at each other like every other episode. Well, yeah. But, I mean, mad enough that they're going to move they're out. They're threatening to move out? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 30 games and Stanley's a Bornack appearance is now at 13. I This rating an hour clip show just doesn't go over well anymore. Even I don't if, even know if it went over yeah, well then, honestly. Even but. with some great clips, it doesn't go over that well. 55 out of 100. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until that next episode, goodbye.